Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's go. Top of the morning. 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 What's good, y'all? Welcome back to another One Piece chapter review. In this video, we are going to be reviewing One Piece chapter 1062, titled The Adventure in the Land of Science. But before we get into the video, if you have not already, please be sure to subscribe to the channel as well as hit that notification bell to get notified for more content that I put out. As well, if you're not enjoying the video, be sure to hit a like and leave a comment and let me know your thoughts on this chapter. So, without any further ado, let's just get into it, y'all. Alright, boom. So the chapter opens up in Chocolat Town on Cacao Island. We are cutting back still into the German Double Six cold-blooded voyage but it seems like the town is frozen over not sure why it's frozen over but my best bet is it must be alkiji maybe blackbeard sent them there at first i was confused i was like huh wonder if pedal spell turned everybody into candy but what are the chances of that so most likely alkiji must have something to do with this unless somebody else has some ice based powers who knows but enough of the cover story, let's get into the first part of the chapter. And we open up with Frankie fanboying over meeting this role model, Vegapunk. And meanwhile, you know, Brooke and Usopp are also hyped over seeing the robot and Sanji is simping because, you know, this Vegapunk just happens to be a woman and Sanji be doing Sanji. Stop it. Get some help. While all this is going down though, Nico Robin isn't so isn't so easily amused. She's a little skeptical, like this can't be Vegapunk, and she's ready to scrap. You see her hands on deck, ready for the flus. But it turns out Nico Robin's right. This is not Vegapunk. This is actually Punk 02 named Vegapunk Lilith. And it seems like the main body is considered the Stella. Now Lilith talks about how they always run out of research funds. So since they're pirates, she won't be rescuing them like the crew thought. And will be taking their treasure and will sink them if they resist. And then out of nowhere, like a whole bunch of mechanized CBs come out of nowhere and are surrounding them. And it seems like we have like a wolf, a reindeer, a giraffe, something that looks like a tanuki, a bear, and a lion. So, you know, while this threatening is going down, Lilith gets a call from Punk01 who's also named Shaka. And Shaka peeps game. Shaka is saying that Lilith is playing with the Straw Hat Pirates, an Emperor crew, and is making a mistake being distracted by Frankie, you know, Usopp, Sanji, and Brooke, who are like, you know, starstruck and shit. Because Nico Robin and Zoro can kill you right now, and you need to chill. And then, you know, Lilith then realized like, holy shit, oh, I was so caught up in all this shit, they could have murked me. What? That's why they so chill. What's interesting here is Zoro seems to want something from Vegapunk and I'm not sure exactly what, you know, he wants from Vegapunk. What could it be? Could it be like a cure for the smile devil fruits in Wano maybe? Or maybe he wants a devil fruit inside his blade. I doubt that's the case. Or maybe, you know, maybe he wants some type of cure from his injuries that he sustained in Wano. Maybe he seeing that Reaper was a bigger deal than he realized. So, you know, Shaka then ends up commanding Lilith to bring the Straw Hats to Egghead Island. But speaking of Egghead Island, we cut back to Bonnie, Luffy, Choppa, and Jinbei. And it seems like Bonnie has been here before. And then Bonnie gives us confirmation that Kuma is indeed her father. Who would have thought? I mean, plenty of people have been saying it, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm buying it completely. Could be biological, but I feel like in One Piece, people tend to claim people as their siblings or parents just like out of pure convenience. Well, not convenience, just out of connection and maybe not biologically Bonnie's dad. Who knows? 
So Bonnie wants Vegapunk to fix Kuma since he's a living weapon and doesn't know who he is anymore. And Luffy and Chopper thinks it's lit, but Uncle Jinbei realizes that this is actually kind of sad. And I wonder if Jinbei sympathizes because, you know, he was also a warlord when Kuma was a warlord. And maybe they had some connection or maybe they did interact a couple times where he can feel some type of sadness or remorse that he's no longer himself. So then Bonnie, Luffy, Chopper, and Jinbei into the lab and is trying to get Luffy to stick with a plan, but, you know... Bonnie don't know. You don't try to get Luffy to stick with a plan. They're trying to be covert and sneak into the lab, but Luffy don't give a fuck. True, and yeah, that's pretty true. So, while in the lab, they think that there's monsters and giant robots in there, and then Luffy tries to attack one, and then it just goes right through it. And then we then find out these, these, are, these are actually holograms. Because the same thing then happens again when Luffy, Bonnie, and Chopper try to jump on this giant mold of ice cream thinking they're about to really get into snack time and they just go right through it and they are fucking salty, bro. This is actually hilarious how salty they are. Like, Luffy gets so mad that it seems like he fake turns into Gear 5th. I don't know. He has like a little, little steamy sash around him and I can't tell what's exactly going on, but this shit is funny. <laughs> And a lot of things come into question while in this lab. Like, they're wondering about the holograms. Like, why are they going through these things? They don't exactly know exactly what it is. And then Jimmy's also questioning, like, the weather situation. Like, huh, you know, it was brick over there. Why is it hot here? Punko 6 Atlas then shows up looking like a giant Astro Boy and Luffy attacks thinking they're another hologram and then snuffs Luffy heavy. Like, I don't know how Luffy didn't see this coming. Like, where is the hockey, bro? Where is the observation hockey? Idiotic! Apparently, this Punko 6 Atlas has the ability to punch holograms with their photonic gloves that can physically interact with light. So I wonder if this is going to be used against Kizaru somehow or maybe this has something to do with it. I feel like this is noted for a reason. I feel like this is just not just like a throwaway item. Hmm. Really makes you think. You know, they have some banter back and forth, and, you know, Vegapunk is explaining, like, you know, they wish that they had the ability to give their inventions to the whole world, but, you know, they just don't have the funds, as they said before, and just don't have the means to do so, but would love to make the world a better place somehow, but, Vegapunk, you seem like your morals is a little bit in the gray area. I don't think you're all good. <laughs> or all bad, who knows? <laughs> what up with that? What up with that? But one of the inventions that Vegapunk has could easily cure world hunger, but you know, he just can't make enough. Because the whole squad is hyped because Vegapunk's food machine, they're able to just make anything they want and the food is delicious and they're just going in. I feel like Sanji will be a little bit salty about this because there's no soul in it. There's no there's no love put into this food. That's no good. So while all this conversation is going on, Luffy starts to question Vegapunk in a way. Well, this Vegapunk Atlas specifically, God Oda, you are interested in too, introducing too many characters, bro. It's getting overwhelming. There's a lot of names to remember. But you kind of debate like, you know, what's real and what's not real in here because of the holograms and all the inventions. And Atlas then says like, you know, what makes something real? You know, that's a tale as old as time. But, you know, it's up to you what something is real or not. And that seems like a very interesting tidbit, like especially with in regards to the history and everything being wiped out the voice entry i feel like vegapunk is just a little bit wiser than we realize but while all this is going on bonnie is you know indulging in the food but really isn't too happy about it because she's pissed because she knows this is not the real vegapunk and is wondering what a real body is because this vegapunk hasn't told you know everybody here that there's multiple bodies but then boom let's cut to the final part of the chapter we cut to a world government ship and we enter to Cypher Poe Agent Zero with Pastor Lucci. Pastor Lucci is back, baby! With Brother Kaku and Sister Stussy. <laughs> 
sorry. I stole that from Josh, who does the Volume 1 podcast, who does the, you know, they did the Dunn piece, and his Passalucci shit is actually jokes. That shit is hilarious, so make sure you check them out. But yeah, we got Passalucci, Kaku, and Stussy, or Stussy, or however you want to pronounce it, and they're giving a whole exposition dump. Oda was creative here by giving you know, them the responsibility of giving us the exposition dump to explain what Vegapunk is. It's supposed to just making Vegapunk explain to everybody else. So it turns out Vegapunk is split into six people and did it to get more work done in less time because, you know, there's not enough hours in a day on the earth, right? So it turns out all six of these are called satellites, aka the six paths of punk. And golly, you know this has to be a reference to the six paths of pain. I know everybody else has been saying on the internet, but man, Oda, you got a lot of inspiration from, you know, your boy Kishimoto with pain. Or perhaps maybe this has something to do with some religious, you know, Buddhist things that I don't know about or something in Japanese culture. And if I'm wrong, about that and if that's the case feel free to let me know you know ignorance is not bliss let me you know I'm, I'm always willing to learn some more information so i could be wrong but yeah while lucy's explaining this he's kind of annoyed about the whole thing because he's just like oh, why why is this a thing why are there six of them why would they do that so the main body of vegapunk is considered a stella and here are the six different satellites of vegapunk also, I'm going to give you kind of the information that the scanlations, you know, provided, that TCB provided, that is really, really helpful. So this will be a long, drawn-out informational thing. So Punk01 Logic, whose name is Shaka, which the information says here, you know, is a reference to a Saint Seiya character associated with the Virgo constellation, a Zulu king, and the Japanese name for the original Buddha. The moon is an important symbol in Buddhism. The character used for Justice Last Logic can be read as star. Then we have Punko 2, Evil, whose name is Lilith, the name of a fictional second dark moon of Earth. Its existence was proposed in 1918 and was later disproven. Additionally, a black moon Lilith is a horoscope name for the real moon's apogee, named for a goddess associated with feminine power, hidden knowledge, wildness, and primal energy. Lilith is the only one so far to really speak like an old timer, which is very, very interesting because we are peeping that in the dialogue in the chapter. Then we have Punk 03, Flair, whose name is Edison, which, you know, Edison is a notable inventor and a creator on the moon. The originality of some of his creations are disputed, though. So, you know, if anybody lives in New York, you know about Con Edison. And it's one thing I might hate about Con Edison is how high my power bill be. That shit is crazy, especially in the summer and the winter. Honestly, I can't win. <laughs> then we have Punk 04. Wisdom, whose name is Pythagoras, and golly, if I had to think about the Pythagorean theorem, God, math, hold up, math. Hi! But yeah, this is considered a Greek, you know, mathematician and uh, astronomer, as well as another crater on the moon. Then we have Punk 05, Wrath, whose name is Atlas, a titan condemned to hold up the heavens for eternity with his mighty strength. A constellation, moon crater, and a satellite of Saturn are all named after him. Then we have the final punk, Punk 06, Desire, whose name is Yoke and could be called York. In ancient Mesopotamia, the name for the Arcturus constellation was Shudin, aka Yoke. So all this information was extremely, extremely helpful, bro. Like, honestly, I didn't even know that some of these were craters on moons or different satellites or different, you know, constellations or things like that. I'm not that hit. I'm not that knowledgeable. I'm no teching. But this was really, really helpful. So shout out to TCB for including this in their scans. So while all this is going on, you know, Lucci and all of them are then saying they need to return this problem child, aka what looks like to be a Kuma Seraphim, back to Egghead Island. And I wonder if this is like a failed experiment or maybe the Seraphims are all hard to like, you know, control and they don't really 
listen. Says Vegapunk said this interesting thing when the robot little shark thing was introduced in regards to how things naturally act and most creatures' instincts. And maybe because they're kids or they're built as kids, maybe they're a little hard-headed and don't always listen. I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. Really makes you think. But then we get this crazy detail before the chapter ends. This Oda, what are you doing? How can this be? We find out that they are ordered to go to Egghead Island and kill all the Vegapunks, but make sure all the inventions, you know, are safe. They don't want to, they don't want to mess up anything. They want those weapons. They want the goods, but they want to get rid of the Vegapunks. And Lucci is wondering, like, huh, I wonder if this has something to do with the incident in Lucia and Kaku and Stussy are like, yo, yo, chill, 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 chill. Don't question nothing. You're going to get us smoked. We don't question nothing. We just do the things, bro. So I really wonder why they want to get rid of him. I feel like maybe just Vegapunk just has this morally gray area. He just does what he wants or what they want to do, honestly. And we'll see. We'll see. My thoughts are now that they're going to go there and maybe have some conflict potentially with the Straw Hats. I'm not sure. Honestly, I feel like the Straw Hats will wash them up at this point. Because this is the Emperor's crew. There's no games to be played. But let's get it going. Maybe one of the Vegapunks, maybe one of them, ends up joining the crew. I don't know what as specifically. Like, I don't know if they could join the crew or one of them can join the crew. Possibly, I, I prefer, I don't know, any of them, honestly, at this point. But, you know, they can help Chopper. They can help Frankie. I'm not I'm not sure if they can go there and be, like, an, a, a scientist. Because technically, I guess Chopper and Frankie are both scientists. They're kind of a combination. They make one Vegapunk, if you think about it. But who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe one of the Vegapunks for Straw Hat. Or bring pain. Pain for Straw Hat. I don't know. But that's the end of the chapter. If I had to give my ranking for this chapter out of 10... Honestly, it's a lot of information. It was a lot to take in. So many characters introduced, so much information, so many new revelations. And Oda, you just been going and you've been doing thing after thing after thing. So respectfully, I might have to give this chapter like a seven, maybe a seven and a half out of ten. Not too crazy. Not no action, obviously, but every you know, action doesn't define a chapter. But it's so much information. Well, some of it a little bit repetitive, some of it could have been done a little bit quicker, but honestly. Really interested to see where we go from here. So, let me know your thoughts on this chapter in the comment section below. As well, if you end up enjoying the video, be sure to hit with a like. Also, if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the channel as well as hit the notification bell to get notified for more content that I put out. So, on that note, y'all, enjoy your life. I'm feeling great and feel the vibe. I'm really grateful we alive. And I'm feeling great because lately I've been on the way to something great. And I feel alive because I create like every day and I'm on to